to when god was queer <laughs> yep i'm so mad yeah. at you for that uno spanish word for track all right let's do this oh fuck all right let me get myself on the coins my mouth is dry hold on you should yeah, keep, keep I... this all in I the Spanish word for tracking quickly arrived at the conclusion that I did not. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> at least I didn't pull a beaver and say, ooh, burrito or something at the end, you know? Okay. <laughs> Clap us in again and I think I can do it. Just leave us all in. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of leaving things in, I was editing the episode and I can't tell you. I don't know how you guys dealt with me. I burped so many times during the last episode. <laughs> and like it like a real Italian just like went like like <clears throat> and then like I don't know why I blow it away. And then I just didn't miss a beat, just kept going with the story. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly respected it. I was like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it feels right. <laughs> when you hear your family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me get my carbonation Gross. in. All right. All right, here we go. Wait, didn't you okay. did you stop your track? Three. No. Should I have stopped it? No, we're still, no, still synced. Then it. we don't have to clap. <laughs> Why are we oh, clapping? Yeah. Do it just do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> it helps me get my flow. Okay, here we go. Okay, okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> I told you I have Tinkerbell syndrome. I need you to clap or I'll die. <laughs> We're so hey, everybody. Sick. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've been writing so much about this goddess I don't like. So far, oh. so good. <laughs> All right. Uh, um. <laughs> oh, I'm falling apart. <sighs> I'm so sorry. Ah. <sighs> uh. <laughs> I'm trying so hard I can stop. Hi everybody uh, and welcome to When yeah. God Was Queer. Woo. Oh my god, we switched it up. I'm Dakota okay. St. Clair. I'm uh, Daphne. It's um, hard, I know. Mul- Good luck. Multifacetous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because That's what it means too. My opinions. This are is many the thing. Aspects. Oh god, okay. Woo. <laughs> okay, I can do it. Ugh. Yeah, Vince Vance, easy. Hey everybody and welcome to when oh Hey, everybody, and welcome back to When God Was Queer. I'm your host, Dakota St. Clair, and I'm joined by my two beautiful co-hosts. Yeah, I got confused who I was. Which one are you? Just pick a, pick a name and put a number in there like Vince did. It's fine. I'm yeah. Daphne Pizza Pasta. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes when I say my last name, I feel like I'm saying pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm Vince Velociraptor. Yeah. Vince, <laughs> Vince Velociraptor? Okay. 
Um, yeah, and we are here to act a goddamn fool. And speaking of gods, damn it, we're doing this episode. We got thrown off on our order, and now all of a sudden we're doing Athena. Just bear with us. It is what it is. None of us want to be here, but we're going to get through it. <laughs> so, we did definitely consider just dropping her. And just we we fully had fully a full five-minute conversation about we could just snub Athena and just mention her roundabout ways. And, yeah, it we could. Um, but then it'll be like the horror movie version of the Harry Potter owls coming to our house. It's not with a letter. They're just holding daggers just coming through windows. I don't need that. Um, <laughs> all our blankets fall apart because they're ill-woven. Or yeah. Ill-woven. Oh, no, that's it. Moths well, need all the holes in all of our woven fabrics. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that owls would actually be able to find us because to hear Vince tell it, they're fucking stupid. So I don't really <laughs> no. know. That wasn't Vince. Was that was absolutely Vince. Vince was like, I've seen <laughs> documentaries. Oh, I've watched YouTube. someone who said that. Not Vince. Vince wrote I an was... op-ed in the New oh, York Times. Is, that was just actual slander. <laughs> This one is real. This one is real. Oh, God. Man, my owl homies know what's up. (laughs) Don't don't believe the hype. Owl gang. (laughs) All day. (laughs) What? What is happening? (laughs) That's my bird of prey claws. I met Snatching up a field mouse. I feel like the listeners just, like, were drunk. Yeah, right. And the listeners just showed up really sober and have no idea what's going on. Yeah, they're like, oh, I'm going to listen to my Greek mythology podcast now. They're just like, ah! That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so there once was a young woman. <laughs> no, I don't know. So. <laughs> I thought you were going to do a dirty limerick. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. okay, so this is our mini-sode, if you haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not well. <laughs> uh, we're trying our best. And this week we're going to be doing Athena's episode, um, sort of begrudgingly. And uh, that fits, because everything she does is begrudgingly, so it's all fine. Hey, yo. So what we're going to do is, in our mini-sodes, our, you know, our, sorry, let me stay on brand. In our M4-isodes, we are... <laughs> Uh, just kind of doing one myth or like, you know, somebody's kids or something like that. So we're going to do one of Athena's less l- less common myths, still one of the most famous ones, but it's, you know, it's no Medusa, if you will. Um, we're going to do the story of, I won't. <laughs> we're going to do the story of Arachne. So <clears throat> here we go. Whoo, serious face. All right. Whew. There was once a young woman named Arachne, who was the greatest spinner and weaver in living memory. So great was her talent that the nymphs and the nature spirits would abandon their rivers and groves to visit her small village and watch her at her loom. Her work was so detailed, so deftly woven, that the scenes she created looked as if they were moving. The figures were all so lifelike. It was obvious to all that she had been trained by Athena herself, as all gifts and talents were God-given. But she blasphemously denied this essential truth, proudly stating that she was self-taught. Her mother had died when she was young, and she had only her loom to remember her by, so she had sat at that loom every day trying to work out how it functioned. The mortals and the nymphs and dryads and oreads and all those who marveled at her skill warned her. What she was saying was hubris, 
It was blasphemy, and she'd best be careful who she said it to. Word had spread far and wide of Arachne's stunning works, and soon word reached Athena. So she decided to pay this mortal a visit to see her work with her own eyes. She disguised herself as an old crone and came to Arachne's village. Athena could scarcely believe what this young mortal was capable of. Her weaving was unlike anything anyone had ever produced. And that's when she heard the young woman begin to boast to a customer. Arachne, your weaving is so beautiful. You must truly be blessed by gray-eyed Athena herself. Arachne laughed. Of course not. I've never seen or met any goddess. Everything I do, I taught myself. Careful, Arachne. Athena's punishments are to be feared. Do not blaspheme against her. Let her come and find me. Arachne said proudly, let us have a weaving competition, and if she could best me, then I would gladly take any punishment that she has to offer. It was then that Athena stepped forward, still in disguise. Your weaving is very fine. Not everything that old age brings should we wish to avoid, as it also brings us wisdom and experience. Heed my advice. Among the world of men, enjoy whatever fame you may find. But give the goddess her proper respect, and humbly ask her pardon for your rash words, and I'm sure she would give it. Arachne turned around to see a bent old woman and spared no thought for the words which flew from her mouth like the crack of a whip. She had had enough of this talk, and now this strange old woman wanted to give her life advice? You're too old. Your brain is gone, and you've lived too long, and your years have done you in. Talk to your daughters or your son's wives. Don't talk to me. My own advice is all that I need, and my mind is unchanged. Your advice holds no weight with me, old woman. If Athena is so fearsome, so talented, so wonderful, where is she? Why hasn't she come and challenged me? Where is this goddess you all speak so highly of? She is here. And Athena threw off her disguise, revealing her radiant god form, dazzling all those in the area. Immediately, the nymphs and all the mortal women fell to their knees before the goddess, all except Arachne. There she stood, fearless and shameless, unshaken in her resolve. And it was then that they had their deadly contest. Arachne brought out her mother's old loom, and Athena produced her own divine loom, the very first ever created. They sat opposite each other as nymphs and mortals from far and wide rushed to gather round to witness this epic showdown. Each of them wove furiously, their fingers moving so quickly and so deftly that it was all a blur to the crowd who marveled as the tapestries began to take shape. Each tapestry told a story. Athena wove a scene depicting her competition with Poseidon for patronage of Athens and then depicted her victory. She had occasionally looked over at Arachne's work and had seen Zeus depicted several times, and the tapestry looked impressive. At each corner of her tapestry, Athena wove scenes of other contests she had won and then finished off the weaving with a stunning olive tree at its center. Athena finished her tapestry first and stood over her work, ensuring each thread lay perfectly. She was so focused on her own tapestry that she almost didn't hear the crowd gasp. She turned around to see Arachne proudly displaying her finished tapestry, and it was truly stunning. Athena was staggered by the quality of the work and could almost have seen its immense value, even worrying whether or not she had really won, until she realized what was actually depicted in its threads. The tapestry was a stark indictment of the gods. Around its edges were detailed images depicting the immoral and outrageous behavior of the many gods of Olympus. 
but the scenes in its center were a visual record of Zeus's many crimes against mortals and the shapes that he had assumed to commit them. Leda in the guise of a swan, Europa as a bull, Danae as a shower of gold, Alcimene as her own husband, Callisto as the goddess Artemis, Antiope as a satyr, and many more of the mortals that he had savaged. Athena was incensed with rage and her eyes flashed brilliance as she rent the tapestry, destroyed her mother's loom, and then beat the girl mercilessly with its wreckage. She stormed off to leave the young woman humiliated and broken, weeping on the ground, surrounded by torn fabric and shattered wood. Later, Athena realized that she had left her sacred loom in the small village, and so journeyed back to retrieve it. The bustling little hammock was a ghost town now. Athena saw a woman outside one of the homes and approached her. The woman cried out in terror, but the goddess caught her before she could flee, demanding to know where her loom was. The woman's face lost all color as she meekly pointed to a home at the edge of town. It's at Arachne's house, the woman whispered, and then she ran. Athena marched up to the house, radiating strength in her battle armor. She knocked at the young woman's door, but there was no answer. She knocked again, and nothing. Finally, she opened the door, and there she saw Arachne. She was softly swinging from the rafter, having hanged herself with what was left of her tapestry. Athena was shocked at the sight, and immediately her heart was flooded with guilt, for there was her sacred loom, in perfect condition, showing obvious evidence that Arachne had taken it in, cleaning, carrying, and setting it as if it were the holiest object she had ever seen. And it had obviously not been used either, as it was also clear that Arachne had abandoned weaving, only using her skill one last time to string together her torn tapestry into a noose. Athena was at a loss. The girl had been too proud, foolish in her hubris, but she had perhaps been the greatest talent anyone had ever seen, possibly even surpassing the goddess at her own invention. And so Athena made up her mind. She spoke ancient words over her and anointed her with a sacred balm crafted from Hecate's herbs. And so Arachne's hair fell out and then her nose and ears as well. Her head shrunk tiny and then her body as well, and then her powerful weaving fingers, thinned and elongated, were pinned to her sides. When Athena was finished, the first spider descended on a thread from the rafter, deftly weaving a web of her own creation, a pattern so intricate it dazzled the goddess once more. And so we can see her work today in the webs of spiders, the children of Arachne. That's really oh. depressing. It's time for Athena! <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> that was like a, in some ways, nicer version of what I remember. Because, like, I remember Athena being a lot more wrathful and turning her into a spider, like, Loki on the spot after seeing the thing. Yeah, it's said in some of the versions that when she's beating her with, like, the Shattered <clears throat> Loom, that she's she, like, beats her down into oh, smaller into and smaller, and then she's a spider. That's kind of... I, I, there's a lot of interesting things. First of all, Arachne's pretty fucking badass. Like, I love that she's like, okay. yeah, no, I've never seen a fucking, I've never seen a goddess. I, I taught myself. And they're like, shut, shut up. Stop saying that. She's like, but it's true. She's like an atheist. But then I love that when Athena gets like bested, she just like beats her. Like you're, you can tell she really got like fucked up by it because she's not even mm -hmm. using like godly powers. She's just no. like, she's just like, 
takes off her jewelry and it's like you know she's still got that zeus in her yeah Yeah. she just wants to like beat the shit out of her it's like wow you don't even need to do that like you don't even need to do that you're a goddess you could like just strike her dead not a good look for the crowd like no are you awkward do you think that like it clearly everybody thinks she won and then your response is i'm gonna validate that win by showing I feel like I lost him to beat the living shit out of her. Like, well, also, okay. you know how, how like, much and fast Nymphs gossip. So that's oh, yeah. absolutely going everywhere. Everyone's going to know that. Well, trees were just Wi-Fi hotspots for bullshit, <laughs> for, for shit-talking in ancient Greece. But also, the I, I don't remember. I remember this story, um, but I don't remember the part where her tapestry is all like like revealing all of the gods horrible deeds like that is so fucking boss like that she's like and here's all the fucking horrible things that like you and your people did you know it's like (laughs) wow that is like so bold but a lot of the time when people i feel like in these myths a lot of the time when people stand up to the gods they do it and like they're like idiots like they're you know it's like they're blasphemous or they're just stupid she's actually like whatever this is real <laughs> you know she I has like, a point 100 oh, yeah, i love that she's like basically the first skeptic if not the first atheist. yeah she's the first she writes the first feminist manifesto in a fucking tapestry you know like i love yeah. it yeah she's like gods this is the only thing i've heard about gods right yeah, <laughs> i don't know we, any of you i just know you're a bunch of rapists <laughs> right <laughs> But I also love that I really want to just, like, shout out to and hope that we can get back into just, like, whenever someone, I don't know, threatens your reputation or something. Just, like, public competitions. Yes, just, always. Like, everything. Sure. Always. Just I don't like, ever want to hear you have another pissing contest with anybody about anything ever. All of you who are listening, if you're good at something if, yeah. and somebody else says that you're not, you fucking throw it out the Show us. right there. Show us. And you demonstrate your fucking skills right there. In, in front, front of on- the crowd. This is Dueling. we have live streaming. Like th- there's Let's, no reason you can't show happen. the whole world you're better than them. Dueling is what people think capitalism does in terms of innovation. Hmm. It would be nice if it did. Yeah, it would be nice. Gonna, <laughs> there, there's more real dueling. Just straight one-on-one one one v one competition. That's I, what that's what moves things forward. Not not capitalism. I think we it, need to get back to this. I think we need to just like throw down in the street in front of the people. Always. Yeah. Like prove always. It. If you're going to talk shit prove it right mercilessly now. Mercilessly if you lose. That's yeah, it. Just be beaten with your mother's loom. Yeah, absolutely. Your dead mom's broken loom. You deserve <laughs> yeah. to be beaten. You lost. That's pretty rough. That's like so mean. You already lost her. It was like, I got good at this cuz my mom's dead and she's like, "Cool, I'm finna Beat you with it. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, have you ever had, like, an inkling that, like, um, Athena was, like, Megan McCain? Like, a completely <laughs> unqualified, <laughs> privileged asshole who's worth millions, who only has a position where people have to hear what she says because, you know, her father was important in some way? Yeah. Well, here's your evidence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The kid version... Or, or the version of her that I thought of as a kid was super dope. I wish she was actually that. <laughs> yeah, it's like once you understand more of the politics with anything, suddenly everything's ruined. You're like, oh, wow, you were, 
You suck. You were, yeah, you were aggressive. Like you weren't even but here's like the passive thing, though, and sucky. And <laughs> this is the thing we're gonna talk about in the episode when we talk about certain things. I was definitely gonna bring this up then, and I'm gonna just touch on it now. I definitely had that right. I had this like disappointment, this realization of like, oh god, I think that's not who I thought she was. And then I started to really think about it, and I went, who the fuck? Made, where did I get the idea that in a pantheon of lunatics she was the only sane one? Yeah, like in a pantheon true. of people who are like merciless and vengeful and petty and like all over the place, that she was like, oh, I'm I'm the one who's actually reasonable and level headed. Like you'd never last on Olympus. That's not happening. No, 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 not at all. Which to me is kind of why like. A lot of your estimation of Hera going into last week's episode made a lot of sense to me because reasonably Hera really is kind of the exemplification of if you don't start shit, there won't right. be shit. Yeah, it's just like Hera's not out here trying in. to start shit with anybody, but yeah. if somebody does start <laughs> shit, shit she's going to fucking end it. That's yeah. for sure. She'll end you, your whole civilization. She's going <laughs> to fucking take everybody out. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, I'm super excited to do this Athena episode. It's really great to just like sit with our unmet expectations and our disappointment. Um, I also feel like Arachne, like it just shows how petty the gods are once again, because it's like Arachne was not bothering anyone. Like no. just because, because she like said she's too, she's really good at weaving. Like, <laughs> like right. she can't she, right. just cause she like was felt good about herself and knew she had a talent. Like Athena well, that's had to like just the like, whole walk thing. all the way down. I also love the detail that Athena had to like. I know that it's just a story device, but I like that she had to come back because she's like, "Oops, I forgot my loom." Like I forgot my loom. She can't just like summon her loom. Like isn't there like a horse Which... or like a, a some kind of like a bird to do that for her? Like there's always the some way animal. that I wrote it though kind of points that out because she didn't bring her loom with her. Yeah, for the competition. Well, yeah, how did she just like it snapped her fingers and there was her loom and she can't do it again. Like what happened? <laughs> Their powers are very confusing. Don't yes. question it. Yes, <laughs> Mysterious, they are. in fact, some would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a lot. Yeah. So that's spiders. Um And that's why we have spiders. <laughs> if you get made into something, remember it's always something that did not exist before, and sometimes there's good reason. I personally love spiders. Yes, um, I think they're I, rad as fuck. I, I leave them alone. They're leave them alone. Next time you kill a just spider, leave think, them alone. It could be Arachne getting beaten with her dead mom's loom. Yeah, just, she's well, been through enough, man. Don't do like, it. This is... Don't do it. Leave her alone. They eat the other bugs. They're our friends. That's the whole thing. They're nature's exterminator. Like, why awesome. am I going to get rid of them? Like, hello. No. No. Unless it's like in your bed actively. And then even I am married to someone who will carry the spider downstairs and into the backyard and like put it down well Please. i will okay. but if there but was she's a little in my bed i'm burning would, the whole building i would down. smash That's it not... yeah like, <laughs> yeah, like i could I'm... never get in that bed again forget i'll it. go full athena but <laughs> also yeah just as for folks who do the whole taking them outside thing i did see this thing and i don't know if it's true <clears throat> maybe you should look into it but it says that like most spiders that you find inside were born inside, so they have no idea how to like exist outside. I'm gonna tell Eli, and this is gonna fuck like, him up even more. This is gonna fuck him up like, even more. Don't let Eli like, hear this because it's essentially gonna really putting be... them out in the wild alone, uh, outside of anything they've ever seen before. And I was like, damn, that's. So crazy. what are you supposed to do? Just leave them alone. But if they're in your bed, what are you supposed to do? 
I, okay, you're really honed in on this one example. Did this happen to you? No, but it's the worst thing I can imagine. <laughs> yes, I, I completely agree with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I just thought of what's the worst place for a spider to be, and it's in the bed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. There's you know? actually a TikTok that I follow that is um, – it's just the whole account is this this person making videos of their little jumping spider. Yeah. Do you follow them? And it's it's like uh, what's her name like Agnes old. or something? She's gotten old and know, she like she like made her her yeah. little tank like more accessible. Because yeah, like her tight. favorite place is this like really high up perch, and yeah. as they get older, their ability to like hold on to stuff goes a little bit. So she was like, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want her to get hurt. Like I don't want her to fall down or something." So she took this like netting, and she like put it on the side so that she could easily like climb up and get onto her little perch That's and hang out. That's very cute. It's oh super God. cute. She's really adorable. You <laughs> like if you if you're like I don't know about spiders, it's a great thing to watch. It's really really great. They are really what? really cute. They just shouldn't be in our beds. But I don't think they want to be. <laughs> they don't usually want to be. They want to be I, like in a corner. I'm going to keep bringing it up. I'm traumatizing Dakota. <laughs> like they live in a high court, like in the corner of the, th- what is that called? The corner where the ceiling and the walls meet. Like that's yeah. where they live. I don't know. I'm just saying anywhere else and they're safe with me. I can't I imagine will... a spider that's Did like, you... yeah, fabric. I have a question. Are like, you too young? Whoa. Did you watch arachnophobia as a kid? Uh, yes. It was one of my favorite movies. Okay. So that's. That's why we're all traumatized. That movie fucked me up because right, I'm that's from what I'm Missouri saying. <laughs> where we have brown recluses. Yeah. So my basement was just full of full. and that's where like our laundry and shit was. So like it's I was like that's what the whole thing about like putting them outside like bro. Hey Vince. I'm not you're trying to get like we're Vance. enemies, bro. Yeah, what's up? There's brown recluses in the northeast too. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. I just know that there's like hella brown recluses. Oh, there's just a lot more. Um, like my basement, I grew up with them. Like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, there are certain places wild. in the country that have. I'm a like, there's no way you don't survive outside. You're in here and like posted up on my washing machine, bro. Like you can you can survive outside. You're Honestly, good. all of that really never faced me after living in Arizona because like oh, yeah. when you, you just, when you have like, a full blown tarantula make its way into your house, yeah. you're like, okay, yeah, that's 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 not what like yeah, getting the whole paper plate and cup situation changes when you have a tarantula <laughs> well that's so. that's my thing is like if you live in a place where there are naturally scorpions why mm-hmm. why i feel like that's nature being like hey you how shouldn't about you, live here how about, no? yeah. how about you get the fuck up out of here because <laughs> i put little demons on the ground scorpions are actually super chill all you have to do this that's is the a most sentence wild no shit. one has ever said before that is not a thing no the, this is the thing first of all all you have to do, and anybody from the Southwest can tell you this, they have these special crystals. Um, and I, what I mean is that whatever the formula is, is like crystallized, but it's all natural. And you literally just pour it around the perimeter of your building and they won't come near it. Like they absolutely will not come near it. <clears throat> and they honestly, you don't find them that commonly because they're just like. That does sound like a way. solution that people in Arizona would think of, though. Just like put crystals on it. Come on. <laughs> Oh, stop. We're not all from Sedona. Like, listen, like, listen. our our solutions are shitty. Like, if, have you ever heard of a swamp cooler? No. That's what we have instead of AC. Because you could never have, like, a full, like, it's taken a long time to be able to get, like, full AC in a lot of places. So you have a swamp cooler, which basically just, just takes, 
<laughs> the con like the humidity in the air because it's super low humidity so it takes the humidity in the air and it has these pads and it creates condensation and they're wet so they're naturally cooler and it blows the air over that and then it cools your house it sounds like it's a hillbilly humidifier yeah it works really well until july and august which is monsoon season Oh, it's the great. two months out of the year when it rains and it only works in low humidity. Right. So the two hottest months of the entire fucking year, it doesn't do it. work. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like insane. So, yeah. Having to explain washes to people who are not from the Southwest, that was a fucking thing. You ever seen a wash? No. It's okay. So uh, you have both seen the Terminator movies. Yeah. Okay, so so do you remember um, how there's that moment where they're, like, on the motorcycle and he's got the kid, like, on the back and he's driving it? in the suburbs? They're in a thing where it's like this. I'm I'm shaping. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, like, go under a bridge. It's all paved. And then, like, the the 18-wheeler comes after them and it's, like, a whole thing. That's a wash. So those are because you know how here we have like a sewer grate in the ground that all the rain goes down into that doesn't exist there and everything's flat. So everything will flash flood when it rains. So they built these like going through towns and cities because then all the water will go in there and then go out. So I didn't know what those were called because I've seen them in movies and definitely in Grand Theft Auto, which is like yeah, they're the they're all over California. LA. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. gonna say I know them from living in LA because they're yeah. in there too. Yeah, it's called a wash, and the thing about it is there's all these like PSAs all the time that you'll see of like you know teach your kids not to play in a wash. Don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the thing is like when you're when you would like play down in a wash, the problem is is that first of all it's really hard to climb back out quickly. Yeah. And when I tell you, when it rains, it moves like a wave, like a tidal wave. Like it's wild. Like quickly. So, yeah. So there's tons of kids who've drowned because of it um, or gotten like swept away and then they never find them because it's just. This is much scarier than spiders in the bed. Well, but also like it's a big thing where it's built to move a lot of water. Yeah. So like maybe don't. Maybe don't play in it. Yeah. But you know that kids just will play anywhere. Right, but also there's, like, parents who teach their kids to be like, hey, don't do that shit, because that's dumb. Yeah, I mean, I never jumped down into subway tracks, and I always (laughs) wanted to, but I didn't. I didn't want to die. That's kind of like, it's kind of like forbidden candy. Yeah, you just can't, you just can't do it. You know you can't. Oh, I, trust me, there's several ways that I, like, I'm like, uh, okay, when it's time for me to go... I think I might finally do that thing, like touch the third rail. Yeah, or, just do whatever. Whatever it is that like you can't do that thing. And I'm like, I'm going to do it because it's time for me to go. So, yeah, it's not as bad. As anyway, spider. Touch, touching the third rail is not as no, bad. No, 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 not being being down there. Like, oh, in the tracks. I went down on the tracks once. Why? It was like the early 2010s. Uh, it was like the middle of the night. And this drunk guy where I where I used to when I was working at Mac um, for like the longest part of my Mac career, I was at Mac Times Square. So I would take the train at Rockefeller at, um, you know, like the Rockefeller 49th Street. Yeah. That station. And I had to take the D Express all the way down to Atlantic and then switch over. So that's like no man's land. You have to go down as far down as you can. It's not like there's like an electric thing or anything that tells you like when it's coming. 
and it would just come like once an hour. You just kind of had to like hope that you were on the right end of the hour. <laughs> so anyway, we're all chilling down there, and it was a really popular area for homeless people to sleep because like nobody really was down there. It was yeah, like an ab- yeah, it's pretty abandoned. yeah. So anyway, this like this drunk guy like came down who had just I guess been like in Hell's Kitchen or whatever, and he was stumbling around, and he just I mean straight up face planted down onto the tracks and i was i when i tell you i literally could not find anybody else like i was like fuck so i basically jumped down i like went over i jumped down i'm in wedges harem pants a tank dress a blazer i have box braids down to my ass they're all in like this big top knot my head's wrapped i have a full face on top and bottom lashes and like nails the, the whole thing. I jumped down looking like, you know, Priscilla Queen of the Desert meets Wolverine and Sabretooth. <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, man, come on." And I'm and he's just dead weight. Like this guy, some some something about the impact just knocked the life out of him. And I was like, "Yeah, that's Fuck. pretty far." He was still conscious, but he was really gone at Whacked that point. Out, yeah. And I was like, "Fuck." So I'm like, "All right, come on, come on, come on." And finally, this like MTA guy like realized what was going on and like ran over and was like, "Hey, oh my god, okay, give me his other arm." And like I like kind of grabbed him under his like I wrapped my arms around his legs under his ass and lifted him up. And the guy grabbed his arms and pulled him up, and then he just like laid on the platform. And we were like, wow. "Bro, do you need help? Like, should we whatever?" And then the train came, and I was like, uh, "What? Do you need me to stay here?" And he was You're like, like, "I kind of have to go." <laughs> I was like, "It's literally almost two a.m. I need to be home now. Like, what the fuck?" And he was, <laughs> he was like, "No, no, no, it's fine. Like, you, you know, I'm, I already because uh, he had like a thing with the radio, and he's like, I already, you know, called it in. They're gonna have um, EMTs down here to get to get him." I was like, "Okay, cool. Bye." Yes. <laughs> I don't want to be here for this. <laughs> yeah, spiders. <laughs> I'm sure there were spiders on the track. I, I don't Probably know, down spiders there, all somewhere. over the place. They're everywhere. Spiders yeah. everywhere. Spiders. What do you think about that weird, stupid fucking statistic that they used to always say of like the average oh, human you eats eat seven or eight spiders a year or something like that? It was like always that. eight, and people, I don't know. People just be saying shit, bro. How do they know that? What, is someone watching someone every night of their life? How the fuck There's do they no know way. That? There's no First way all, to quantify If that. that was a thing, it would have to be regional. It would have to be because, yeah, because it depends on what climate you live in. Depends also, on what kind of building you live in. Yeah. That's like not how your throat works either. No, it's not. It's just like, like no. the way that... Because, you know that's what like oh, there's a lot of flaps and things that are like preventing a spider it's not like burrowing yeah. like what there's no way that's well a thing. you just made that horrifying <laughs> well like lips and and then like your esophagus doesn't like just hang out open like I, where are they going mine does my also esophagus that, is a free bitch, baby. That is also just not that is not eating. Like if a spider crawls into your throat, I right. would, I would not call that eating. That's no. like you're, you're being boarded. Like that is eating it. Yikes. Everybody, that was our amphorasode. Um <laughs> make good choices and try to get good. some sleep tonight. Uh thinking yes, about the fact that is... you have been There's a spider in your bed and in your by throat. a spider colony. Yeah. This is mind violence. And I'm here this is that. mind violence. Um <laughs> combat. All right. Well, it's time for our cacophony of oh. queerness. Here we go. <laughs> 
be gay. Watch out for spiders. Check your bed before you go to sleep. Do crime. Mind crimes. Mind crimes. The gods are always watching. Eye upon you. Athena's coming at you with a switch from your mother's funeral. All right, bye. Wow, I have fun editing that. <laughs>